Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Revelations 2.25. Thank you, Jesus. What does it say, Revelation 2.25? It's a hold, hold fast, okay? Hold fast what you have till he comes. He's coming. He's coming. Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Let's already read it out together. Let's go. Behold, I am coming quickly. One more time. Let's go. Hold fast what you have, that no man may take away your crown. How is he coming? Quickly. He said, behold, I am You see, everything Jesus said he would do, he did. He said, Lazarus is dead. Let's go. I'm going to wake him up. Didn't he do it? He said, I will, I will die, and on the third day I will resurrect. Didn't he do it? He did. And the same person says that when I go, I will send the Holy Spirit. Didn't he do it? He did. And now he says that I'll come back quickly. Is he not going to? He will. So why are we in church and we want to gloss over that? So what we cannot get through our own attempts in the world, we want to come into church so we can use God to get what we have always wanted. And we have people who are, who are also busy promising people, come, God will do it. Come, God will take all your sorrows. Come, God will do it. Come, he will heal you. He says, come. There are people who Jesus lived, they were sick, and Jesus died, they were still sick. So you have to have this approach that in spite of what I don't receive from God, I'm resolute, I've made up my mind. Some of you, if your marriage delays the next three years, you will leave church. You leave church. Uh, gentlemen, the way the woman is eager to marry, can you tell him, let's wait for next week, the next two years. So down, cut it, say, no, no, let's wait. And let's see the reaction. It tells you something. It's a pointer. It's a pointer. They just want you for barbecue. You know the kebab, you, you just, when you finish, throw the stick away. Most men have become like sticks. They finish the kebab because she, all she wanted is to be a married man, a married woman. Most women have become like that. All he wanted is to just marry you to know that I've got a wife. So your papers can cover him. Oh, what did I just say? <laughs> no, it's, it's, not, it's not so in a lot of cases. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's probable that what you think you are going to get 
listen to this, this is a very strong point. It's probable that what you think you are going to get from church to make your social living much more exciting and meaningful is probable what you think that's what you're going to get. It's likely you, you, you may not get it because God is not going to give it to you. Are you trying to say God is not going to give me a child? I didn't say that. Are you trying to say God is not going to give me a good job? I didn't say that. Are you trying to say God is not going to help me prosper? I didn't say that. I'm saying that somebody gave a testimony that she had a baby and she was in labor and then when she went, eh, within five minutes, the baby came like popcorn and she's fine. She went home the next 20 minutes or the next uh, three hours or five hours. And you two said, this is the testimony I want. And you went and your own was the most complicated one. They injected you epidural, it was not working. They tried everything, they had to catch you. And after they catch you, that doctor in one of the hospitals didn't do it, he left something. Then you have to, so you were in hospital. And no, so, so you see, you see, what you thought is, defines the work of God or the goodness of God. You may not find it like that. And suddenly you are disappointed in God. Did he tell you I am going to give you a husband who is six feet tall? Did he tell you I'm going to give you a husband who does not cough or does not snore? So suddenly you can't sleep because of this man that he has given me. My friends are telling me how their husbands are wonderful and all their children. I married, I was a virgin for heaven's sake. From my youth, 29 year old virgin boy, boy. And she was living by herself. I used to visit her. I never spent one night in her house. Those of you who have been going and spending night with them. It's not honorable. Don't spend a night in a room alone with a woman. You are not married to. You are not married to and who is young enough for fireworks. (laughs) Pastor, we have come to church. You want to destroy my life now? No, I'm actually repairing it. I'm repairing it. I'm repairing it. I tell the ladies, don't let him see you in a certain way. Yes. You knew he was coming. You want to, you know, there's this, it's got 90 by shorts. Yeah. Yeah. He was coming, a, a young man is coming to visit. You've worn these shorts. And then when you pass, to whom, to, to whom for? To whom does it belong to? To whom? To, to, <laughs> What you are doing. Don't claim you don't know what you are doing. If the workman is coming to work, you quickly go and put on something better. Don't claim you don't know what. If I call you, I'm at home, I want to pass by with Pastor Frank, you go and wear Max. So why, why are you behaving like that? The devil is a liar. And you pass before this man and he loses all sense of dignity. Because the body of a woman has been designed to arrest the mind of a healthy man. Oh, yes. Yes, healthy man, healthy man. Yeah. 
that's the only way, main way we can have children. Without the man being healthy, reacting to the body of a woman, there's no way we can have children because things must stay. So if your wife's body works on you, then all the other bodies will work. Because, listen, let's say if this man, anytime the wife does, tickles him, that means all of us, we can do it too. So the things that move him is not only for the wife, but the wife is the only one who is permitted to use it. is created to react, respond, thank you, respond to stimuli from somebody. So if your husband responds to your, to whom for, to whom to, to whom does he belong to, to whom for, to whom does he belong to, that means the other ones, he can respond to it. Respond to it. If you respond to your wife, you respond to the other breast too. Because breast is breast. All those people who behave like, oh, I'm in church, I'm spiritual. So after me, what is what he's talking? I don't even know about you. Know exactly what I'm talking about. I've been in church for so long that these things have been glossed over and pretended as though they don't exist, and people are dying in silence. So, <laughs> I, could go and, I could go and visit my wife, where she wasn't my wife. She used to live in West Norwood. Go, stay there, we find something to eat, she comes from work. And then when she's, sometimes she'll be sitting there, she's falling asleep. I have to gather myself and leave. <laughs> <laughs> You know, can you imagine a young man and a young woman you find very attractive? Just the two of you in a room. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes it also depends on which woman you go for. Because sometimes a man loses control, complete control. In certain, at a certain level, he said, please, I beg you, I'm dying. I will die. I will die. Don't go, please. I will die. This one, I just I will die. Please. And then the lady says that, no, but Pastor, when they find, so Pastor will understand. He knows, he knows that we are men. God Himself, He knows we are men. Then you'll be shocked. This tongue talker. Hey! Who prays in tongues? You thought he's very spiritual. Yes, he is. But now something has moved him. Mm. It's like somebody. Doesn't matter how spiritual you are. When you fast, won't you be hungry? Yes. <laughs> when you eat, won't you be full? Yes. It's not got anything to do with spirituality, it's humanity. 
is humanity. Sexual desire is humanity. Spiritual common sense will let you stop staring at it when it's not due. So that's the pornography. It is just going to kill you, brother. Yes. So don't think you can be so spiritual that suddenly all your sexual desires go. Never. It will, it will stay with you even the more you grow, it's growing with you. Hey, I am preaching. Oh. You see, but you know what? A lot of people think when you come to church, then these things begin to leave. So some of you are still, you don't know why yours have been left. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you don't know why yours have been left. And you feel that, ah, I'm struggling. I need a deliverance. No. It's not deliverance. Yeah, it's not deliverance. You have to watch what stares you. And stay within safe zones. And naturally, every time, there must be desire. It's a sign of health. Yeah. It just comes naturally. Yeah. But it doesn't mean the fact that you are hungry, you should just go into Nando's, go to the kitchen, start eating their chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing? It's amazing. So I'm married. And listen, I, I want to draw that. Well, are you not happy with what I'm talking about? The way you are serious. Now, so I, before we married, married, I would go to her house, visit her, and we kept ourselves and we got married. When we got married, first year, no child, second year, no child, third year, no child, fourth year, no child, fifth, it's not, it wasn't that we are not trying, no. <laughs> we, tried, we tried everything we knew. <laughs> we tried everything we knew. <laughs> oh Lord, have, someone say, Lord, have mercy. And why, why am I saying this? Because we are trying and nothing was happening first year, second year. If you think God owes you a reaction in that sense, you feel let down. Yes. Why hasn't God done it? God, look at the way I've done, I've served you from my youth. I've been preaching everywhere. Why is it that I don't have a husband? Why is it that I don't have a wife? Why is it that I don't have a child? How God, how God? Listen, it is not contractual. Wow. Wow. Contractual. It is mercy. Watch this. Mercy and divine providence and timing. Timing. Elizabeth and the husband, Zachariah, were serving and serving and serving and serving and serving. And God said, in my, in my providence, I, I decide when children come. For the righteous. But if you predicate your worship on your gain, you are worshiping so that God will do this. You are paying your tithe so that you get a promotion. It looks like you are holding the wrong end of the stick. The time is coming and now is. When the true worshipers shall worship in spirit and in truth. In other words, in spite of any contrary condition, they are just worshiping. For such 
seekers. God is looking for some people. When we come to church, he's just looking for certain people. For such seekers, the Father to worship him. He's looking for some people. And they get his attention. And his best goes for them. So, before God gives you comfort, he wants to make sure you are actually looking for him. If you're a millionaire and a man comes into your life said, oh, you know, I love you so much. I love you. Why won't you wait to check if this man really loves you or is just your money? Gold digger. Or it's a gold digger. So you have to wait to see. Maybe they want to use you. See, so what I'm saying is actually drawing a lot of people's attention to the fact that likely you may be in church and genuinely but un- unconsciously you are seeking God for something and you are seeking what is in his hands, yes. not what is on his heart. Yes. Hey. Come on. Hmm. Mm. Jesus said, I'm coming. Mm. Revelation chapter 22, verse 7. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Revelation 22, verse 7. What does it say? Did did you see that? He said, behold, I'm coming quickly. Blessed is the one who keeps the the word of prophecy of this book. Keep it, because he's coming. He's coming. Tell someone he's coming. coming. You see, what is church without knowing that Christ is coming? It's fanfare, jamboree. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Did you hear what I'm saying? Christ is coming. Let that be your overriding passion, desire. Christ is coming. It's coming. One day, none of us will be here. If Christ dies, you, you think you will live forever? No. Abraham didn't. Nobody ever does. And you won't. One day, you will meet your maker. Christ is coming. Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, he said, I'm coming. Revelation 22, and behold, I am coming quickly. And my, oh, you see, he's not coming empty. So what your service should target is the reward in his sense when he comes back. Not the material things on earth you think he has to lavish on you. Does that make sense? Behold, I'm coming quickly, my word is me to give everyone according to his work. You see that? Those of us who are self-made Christians, you are not making any contribution to other believers' lives, and you are not making any contribution to the local church you are in. And you have a justifiable reason. And because, and because there is a problem with your Christian claims. And you are the kind of people who will be left behind when Jesus comes. No, no, no. I'm not saying you go to hell. You won't go to hell. If you are born again, you won't go to hell. If you are a Christian, no Christian goes to hell. Do you know what it means to be a Christian? The one with the seed of God in you. Why would God's seed go to hell? No. You won't go to hell. Wow. Tell someone, if you are born again, you won't go to hell. If you are born again, you won't go to hell. I think this is a tweetable one. 
if you are born again, you will go to, oh, last, last, last Thursday, do you remember? He said, you will not die in your sins. If you believe that Christ is God, you will not die in your sins. John chapter 8, verse 24. If you believe I am he, if you do not believe I am he, you will die in your sins. If I therefore tell you that if you will die in your sins, if you do not believe I am he. Listen, don't, don't try dying in your sins. You, you understand? Yeah. Don't, don't try dying in your sins. It's like you go, you go into a, a, a pantry or the kitchen of a, your company. No one, no, no staff is supposed to go there. And you're hungry. And you went there, they have a lot of special popcorn. And you go and pop, eat some. And then when you finish, you put some in your pocket. And you are coming back to the office. No, don't come out with those things on you. They will see you've been there. <laughs> they will see you've been there. <laughs> don't, don't leave, don't leave your bra in that room. <laughs> oh no, you know what I'm talking about, okay, I, talk, I will say that again. But you know, some, some, some people have been caught because they left something. They didn't clean up properly. The wife came and saw that they said, hey, a wig. I don't wear a wig, so what is this doing here? You see, that is a milder version. It's far milder than dying in your sins because you died. It's like you are caught. You died. Death came and you were in sin. And you died in your sins. Sister! Bro, you died in your sins? Hell will not forgive you. The only way you can escape dying in your sins is not nice behavior. It's when you believe that Jesus is the son of God. He died to save you from your sins. It sounds so simplistic, but that is God, how God has chosen to do it. God, God is God of love. But when Jesus comes, everybody who is born again, uh-huh. when you die, you won't die in your sins. All right? Amen. You won't die because you have, been, you have been born from the life of sin. You have been born into a new race. It's, you have, it's, it's the new generation, new yes. creation. Yes. You are no more in Adam. Yes. You are in Christ. Amen. So if you die in Christ, Bible puts, if you die in the Lord, blessed are you. All right. Blessed is anyone who dies, Revelation chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. Anyone who dies in the Lord is blessed. Yeah. Are you getting something? Yes. Now, but once you are born again, Jesus said, I am coming back. And I taught you that his coming back is actually in two ways. Interspaced with 1,260 days. 42 weeks, three and a half years, or some other translations say, or other uh, verses, other parts say, a time, times, and half a time. 
I think that should be in Revelation chapter 14. So Jesus said, I'll, I'll show you the minute because I have to finish now. I, have to, I just have to continue. No, next week I have to preach on the resurrection. So I'll finish this and I'll continue another time. But, but watch this. Jesus said, I am coming back. And then when I, I come, some people, okay, let's look at Revelation chapter 3, verse, verse, verse 11. Verse 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Because, oh, that's it. Actually, it's the verse 10 I'm looking for. Is that okay if we all read it out? Can we all read it out? Because you have kept my command to persevere. A, a new, new, live, a new, um, Amplified. Amplified, please. Because you have guarded and kept my word of patient endurance. It's a word that he gives us that will make us endure patiently. And if you keep that word, believe in it, hold fast the lesson of my patience with the expectant endurance that I give you. If you keep that word, Bismarck, and you, you, you hold on to it, and don't sleep, and just, <laughs> if, if you keep my word of patient endurance, watch this back to, uh, I prefer the King James again, or the New King James. If you keep my word, I will also keep you safe, or I will, I also will keep you from the hour, not trial, but it's an hour of trial. Not keep you from trial, but it's an hour. It's a period of trial. There is a period of trial coming, but some people will be kept. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, the disciples came to Jesus and they asked Jesus, what, what is going to, how is the end time going to be like? Now, as he sat at the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately, saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the signs of your coming? Did he say he's coming? Did he say he's coming back? They asked him, when will he, are you coming? What will be the signs of your coming? And the end of the age. When is about to end? How is it going to be like? Jesus is coming. So they wanted to know, if you are coming, what are some of the things that will characterize your coming? What's going to happen? Your coming. And in the same chapter, he started telling them something very interesting. Let's look at verse 20, 21 of Matthew 24. The same chapter, verse 21. Thank you, Jesus. For then there will be... Uh, there will be great tribulation such, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. The tribulation is going to be severe. Tribulation is troubles. And maybe I'll take my time. Revelation chapter 6, Revelation chapter 7, Revelation chapter 8, it all talks about this tribulation. There will be earthquake and things. And then somewhere in between the, uh, the, during the tribulation, the Antichrist is also going to show up. 
And anyone who, in fact, let's look at the Antichrist a little bit. Revelation chapter 13, verse, verse, verse 16. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16. Look at what it says there. And yeah, let's go from verse 13. Verse 13. Yes. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come from heaven on earth in the sight of men. He's an amazing guy. Go to the next verse, verse 14. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of men, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of a beast who was, uh, who was wounded by the sword and alive. Go to the next verse, verse 15. Verse, verse, verse. He was granted powers to give breath to the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should uh, both speak and cause as many as would not worship that image to be killed. Of the, that image of a beast to be killed. Go to the verse 16, see what happened in verse 16. I think the verse 16 I'm about. He calls all, both, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their forehead, on their right, sorry, on their right hand and on their foreheads. The next verse. This is tribulation time, tribulation. The next verse. And, and, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast and the number of the beast. So that's where Christians who will not accept will be tortured. He will make people worship him. He said, you have to worship the beast. Worship the beast. That's the tribulation time. But before the tribulation, and all this is going to happen within it, it the tribulation will take three and a half years. Okay, three and a half years. Say three and a half years. It's going to be severe, but I'll take my time to go to, into that later before um, you, you get very scared. <laughs> three, say three and a half years. And I just want to show you something. In Revelation chapter 13 verse five, look at 13 verse five. That's talking about the beast. He was given a mouth, speak, a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for how long? For how long? 42 months is happening, how long? Are you sure? For 42 months. All right, for 42 months. Look at chapter 11, verse two. Revelation chapter 11, verse two. But leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. All right. So these things are going to happen. Revelation chapter 14. Um, yeah, yeah, chapter 14, from verse 12. I think it's verse 12, I think. Um, here is the patience of the saints. Uh, here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. Huh? Let's keep going. Faith of Jesus Christ. Then I heard a voice from, uh, a voice from heaven saying to me, right, blessed are the, the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes says the spirit, they, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Verse 14, then I looked and behold, a white cloud 
and on the cloud sat one like the son of man, having on his head golden crown, and his hand a sharp sickle. The next verse. And another angel out of the heaven crying with a loud voice um, to him who sat and thrust in the sickle for the, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Verse 16. So he that sat on the cloud thrust to, so this is, I want to explain this and then maybe you have to. This is two, the Bible talks about two harvests in the last days. This is the second harvest when he said, yes, he came on the cloud. Oh, I saw him coming on the cloud. But before then, look at Revelation chapter 14. Let's read from verse 1, 2, and 3. I think I'll show you something there. Revelation chapter Then I looked and behold, a lamb standing on Mount, uh, Mount, uh, Mount Zion, and with him 140,000, having father, the father's name written on their forehead. You see, the other ones, the, aunt, the beast who writes their name. This one, father's name. I wonder if this, I'll explain what it means. Go to the next verse. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of the like loud, loud thunder. And I heard the sound of the harp playing with the harps. Verse 3 is the one I'm looking for. Listen to what he said. You like this. They sang a new song. Uh, they, 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 so they sang as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. Go to the next verse. I'll show you something. I'm, let me just make sure I don't spend too much time. And then I'll, all right, verse four, yeah, it's verse four and verse five. These are the ones who were not defiled with women. <laughs> I'll explain what this means, okay? I'll explain that. Don't, don't think it's just. We are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Say virgins. virgins. Say virgins. virgins. Now it's talk, it's, it looks like it's talking about men. All right. This way, these are those are not defined, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from amongst men, being what? Being what? Say it again. So there, there is going to be a first fruit. The, the first harvest. Okay, what is the first fruit? When you read Exodus chapter 23, verse 10, uh, no, for verse 19, I'm sorry. Exodus 23, verse 19. It talks about, let's look at it quickly. Exodus 23, 19. I just wanted to. The first, the first of the first fruits of your land shall, shall, uh, you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in his mother's milk. Rev, um, Leviticus chapter 19, chapter 23, sorry, verse 10. Leviticus 23 is also about first fruits. It said that, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land which I give you and reap its harvest, then shall bring a sheep of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. Where does the first fruit go? It goes to the priest. When we read the other one, it said it goes to the house of God. Right. The first fruits. Go to the house of God. What are first fruits? When you, are, you, you, you sow and it's, get, it's time for harvest, you go first of all to go and check the first ones that get ripe. That one is not for the market. Usually you take that one and take it home and taste it and make sure this is, then you go and actually the final harvest. Okay, so the first set of, they are the first fruits. The first one that get ripe, Bible says that your first fruits should go into God's house. And so, what we just read, he says that these are the first fruits. Believers are first fruits. Okay. Read again, Revelation chapter 14, verse 5, 4. I want to show you something. 
First fruits. Say first fruits. Um, four, verse four. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who followed the lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from amongst men, being first fruit to God and to the lamb. So what, the work that Christ did, before the final harvest, he came to harvest the first fruits. And the first fruits, he takes them to God. And that's those who are standing with him there. It's a 144. They were standing on the mount when it's the last day. In the last, when he was coming the second time, actually, he's not coming alone. He's coming with these first fruit saints. How did they, how did they get there? These are the ones who make it for the first rapture. Because they didn't defile themselves. Yes. They are the first fruit. I pray that you'll be, a, you'll be among the first fruit. You'll be among the first fruit. And watch this. Look, chapter, I just read chapter 3, verse 10. It said, if you keep the word of my endurance, then I will also keep you from the tribulation coming. So some believers will not go through the tribulation. He said, because you have kept my, 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 my commandments to preserve, I will, I will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole, whole earth. The Bible says that it shall be amazing. Luke chapter 21, verse 26. You, let's do verse 25. Let me run off this thing. Luke 1, 25. Luke, sorry, Luke 21, I'm sorry. Luke 21, 25. And there'll be signs. Signs in the, in, the, uh, in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and the earth. The earth distress of nations with perplexity and sea and the waves roar. People will be hearing sea roar. And the signs in there, it's going to be a scary time. A lot of things, they will be fighting. It is going to be. Go to the next verse. Look at that. Watch this. Men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation of those things which are coming on earth. People, the word failing is they even die. People, people faint. Some other translation actually use faint. So, men, give me an amplifier. Let's see if you use the word faint. Men swooning away, expiring. They, like what happened to our brother whose wife was giving birth and the wife was so much in labor, he was confused. He passed away. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It says that. Fear, fear, fear and dread. Okay, so if you're aspiring with fear and dread and apprehension of, and, and expectation of the things that are coming on the world for very power, for, for, for very powers, sorry, the, for the very powers of the heavens will be shaken and caused to totter. Uh, give me the back, Nick, um, uh, okay, uh, normal, the King James. Yes. Let's go to verse 27. Then will you see the Son of Man coming on the cloud? This one, when he's coming, he's not coming like a thief. No, 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 no. He's not coming hiding. It's after the tribulation. You see him coming. Papa, papa, papa. On the cloud. He's coming. He's coming. Tell someone Jesus is coming. But before he's coming, there'll be tribulation. Before his second coming, there'll be tribulation. And so he'll come first of all like a thief. To harvest the first fruits. To take them into the inner chambers of his father. He said, to him who overcomes, I'll make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Revelation chapter 3 verse 12. 
I'll make him a pillar. And I'll write my name, the Lamb's name, the name of the new Jerusalem on him. And so he's going to come for the first fruits. And so when he comes for the first fruits, then for 1,260 days, there will be tribulation as has never happened since the world began. That is when Christ in Luke chapter 17, he was telling them, be, be careful about material things. And actually, the message I want to preach today, which I have how to escape the tribulation. Jesus taught us how to escape, the, how to be watchful and escape the tribulation. In Luke, he was talking about Luke 17, 32. Luke 17, 32. Luke 17, 32. Look at verse 29. Luke 17, 29. From 29, let's read down and see what. But on, 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 the day that Lot went into the whatever, the, the, oh, go to verse 30. Even so will it be on the, uh, it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. It will be the same. People wouldn't expect. And then suddenly, go to verse 31. In that day, he who is on the housetop, which I want to talk about this. Can I comment on this and then we close? He who is on the housetop in that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods, say goods. Goose. Say goods. Goose. He is on the housetop and his goods are in the house. Let him not come down to take them away. Remember lost wife. What did she do? She left material things by saying, no, I like this, my Armani shoes. Time is not on your side. You are thinking about your material gains that you treasure so much. Your material gains have become the source and the, the, the pivot of your life. You will definitely miss Christ's second coming. You won't be raptured the first time. You will miss the first fruit rapture. There's something in Revelation 12, but if I attempt to talk about it, it will be too, the Bible tells the woman gave birth and the son was taken away. Revelation, okay, I'll come back to this one. Remember, but let me show you something because of the three and a half years. Revelation chapter 12, verse 5 and 6, and then maybe I'll come and then I'll end it. Tell someone, shake someone, tell the person, don't sleep, Jesus is coming. <laughs> Check the person well. Say, don't sleep. Jesus is coming. <laughs> she bore a male child. Some, I think King James uses man child. I like the man child. It's yeah, nice. Does King James say man child? She bore a, she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And a child was caught up. A child was what? I can't, what happened to a child? Hey, please, help me now. Why? What happened to a child? What does that mean? Caught up. Taken away. Raptured. Her son was caught up where? Unto God. And to God's throne. There's this woman who gave birth to a certain child. And that son, man child, was taken unto God's throne. Go to the next verse. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God. Who is this woman then? Of God, that she should feed, uh, uh, that they, uh, uh, they should feed her there a thousand 
203 score. Three score. Score is 20. Three score is what? Give us NIV. So people say, well, maybe NIV will tell us. Aha, uh-huh, it's there. Let's read it. This is, this is three and a half years. It's three and a half years. She was, she was taken. So the woman's child was taken to God, and God preserved the woman from this serpent, the old dragon, the devil. Oh, he wants to destroy the church. Oh, God has a way of preserving the church, his woman. But there was some offspring that came after the church, the woman. They were caught up first to heaven for three and a half years. Oh, no. And God preserved the woman on earth. Fed her for three and a half years. Then after that, Christ returns on the clouds. And according to First Thessalonians, we shall hear trumpet at the last trumpet. And those who are dead in Christ will rise first. But because I promise, let me finish on Luke 21. No, Luke 17, rather, sorry. Luke 17, 31. Thank you, Lord. This three and a half years thing, it shall happen, you know. When shall it happen? After some of us who are the first fruits, the virgins. Foolish virgins were watching, were not watching, or they didn't have lamp in their oil and the wise one had lamb, and it was the wise ones that made it, oh, yeah. the virgins. Paul said that, I have betrothed you as a virgin to Christ. Second mm. Corinthians chapter 11, verse two. There are some people, some of us, we are God's virgins. Hey, wow. What does that mean? Is I'm not, see, most of us, our minds, everything we are thinking about, physical acts and romance, no. <laughs> when you say we are God's virgin, we have kept our garments pure, our focus on God. We have not defiled ourselves with the worldliness of our times. And those of us who keep his word of endurance and don't defile ourselves with what all people pursue. And they are pursuing money, pursuing pleasure, but we are pursuing God. We are those who he will keep so that that day, in the the hour of trial, he said, I will also keep. So before the tribulation comes, some of us will be caught up to be kept before God. Look at this. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as chaste virgins to Christ. Paul was writing to church that I will present you people as pure virgins to Christ. That's why in Revelation we read that in Revelation chapter 4 verse 5, it says that these are the first fruits. Revelation 4 5, these are the first fruits. Revelation chapter 14, I'm sorry, 14, 4. It says that, you see, for they are virgins. They have not defiled themselves with women. They are virgins. This is not talking about human activity, human sex. It's talking about purity in spirit by virtue of your focus on Christ that material things don't get the better part of you. They kept themselves pure. So he said, these, these ones are virgins. They are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes. And the, these were the redeemed from among men, being the first fruits 
to God and the lamb, the first fruits, the harvest. It is afterwards, after three and a half years, then your Bible says that then the trumpet was sound, and then Christ comes, verse 14, chapter 14, verse 14. Look at verse 14. So these ones have been harvested already, but the verse 40, as I said, then I look and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud, one was like a son of man, having in his hands, and then the, a sickle. And then the angel said, put in the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Then he brought now the rest of the harvest, those believers who didn't make it. The first one, after the tribulation. But me, I don't want to go through the tribulation. Do I have some classmates here? Do I have some, some, some folks here who want to team up with us that we will be the first fruits? You want to be the first fruits. So when you are living your Christian life, people are laughing at you, people are mocking you. Know that you, are working with God. You are keeping the word of his endurance because he will also keep you. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 9, he says that God will keep you. Second Peter 2 9, said God, said then the Lord, uh, the, said the, then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of the temptation and to reserve the unjust. For. God knows how to deliver. God knows how to keep us. He'll keep us. He'll keep us. Really, let me just wrap this thing up. You know, he said, remember lost wife. Because they were living and eating. Let us eat and drink. Tomorrow, life is ended. It's dangerous. Don't live your life for pleasure. You will come on under unnecessary pressure. Luke 17, 31. Luke 17, 31. In those days, he is on the house of, he, and his goods are in the house. Let him not come down to take his, them away. Watch this. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not return back, say, I'm going to get my staff. Because your mind is so much on your staff. Please, take your mind off material things. That's what can keep you out. Am I preaching? The place is quiet. You want me to be talking about sex and breast and other things? But, but it's a serious matter. Serious matter. It's a serious matter. Now, does it make sense when I say I don't understand how a genuine believer and a genuine pastor's big, biggest vision is to be rich? It says here, you, you, want to, you want to leave the field and go home and collect your, your things. And then look at it. Do you know what Lot's wife did? God delivered them from Sodom. And he said, leave the things behind. Don't look back. But Lot's wife, she loved the things she's left behind. So she looked back. She looked back. What were you thinking? You, you've been delivered from Sodom. What do you want from Sodom? The material things of Sodom on fire. That's what you want? And she looked back. And look at what Jesus did. Look at that scripture out there. Luke 17, 31. He said that don't go back from the house top to the house to go and collect your stuff. Don't leave the field from work. He said, hey, I have to go home first, go and collect all the money and the nice things I've kept. He said, don't go for your material things. He said, don't do that. Let him not do that. Then look at the next verse. Simple verse. Remember, that's exactly what Lot's wife did. Lot's wife wanted her goods. He, she, God took her out of the world, but she still had a taste for the world. She had the, she loved the praises of people. They say, "Oh, you are nice. You are beautiful. I like this your dress. I like." So you don't mind. You have to. 
risk your relationship with God or your commitment to God to make more money to wear certain dresses, to buy some cars, to look a certain way so that people can be, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Remember Lord's wife. You, you, he said, don't do that because that day will be, look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. This is scary. Whoever seeks to save his life because, now, the real word there is soul life. Soul life is having pleasure. You are, you are, you are having a good time. Is that what you want? You will lose your life. Whoever loses his life will preserve it. 34. 34. You are getting too slow for my comfort. I tell you, in that night, there will be two men in one bed. One will be taken, one will be left. Two men. So they are all sleeping. In one bed doesn't mean they are doing anything. Just, it's like conditions, their external, outward conditions look the same. But internal focus was different. The fact that we are all sitting in church and sitting on bare grandy chairs doesn't mean we are all going at the same time. Two women, there will be two women wearing Asha's uniform. One will be taken, one will be left. There will be two men singing and jumping on the stage, leading praises, and people are just happy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When this one is praising, I'm crying. <laughs> the same two men, one will be taken, one will be left. And the defining factor is where your focus is. Materialism can stop you from being a first fruit. This is for me. It's interesting. What has 35 got to say? Two women will be grinding. They are working. One will be taking. So it's not a problem of the work. It's not the work. It's not the sleeping. They were sleeping. One was taking one. So why would you take a sleeping one? No, it's not a sleeping. No, that's not the issue. Why would you take a working man? No, it's not a working woman. No. But it is the Lord's wife mentality. Yeah. She loved the thing, so she would leave the roof to go to a house to collect her goods. You love your goods? You love your goods? Satan is happy for you. He will shower you with more goods. He will shower you with more goods so that you'll be left behind. But that will not be your story. <laughs> Let's finish on verse 36. Wow. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken. It's the same thing Jesus said in Matthew chapter 14. I'm oh, sorry, Matthew chapter 24, verse 40 and 41. The message here is Christ is coming back. And when he's coming back, it's in two ways. Is the open coming and the secret coming. The secret coming is going to come first, like a thief in the night, to come and take those who are watching. The first fruits who are watching. And then right after that one, when you read Matthew, Bible says that, and then there will be tribulation. Matthew chapter 24, 30, 29, and 30. There will be great tribulation. There will be great tribulation on earth, as has never happened before. And then after that, you see, after the tribulation, put Matthew chapter 
24, verse 29. That's what I said. Just put it, I'll show you something. And after the tribulation, the Son of Man will be coming. That one is to be opened. Immediately after the tribulation, see? Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. That's the same thing we read. Go to the next verse. Watch this. Go to the next verse. Watch this. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So the Son of Man is going to return after the great tribulation. That one is going to come openly. And that is when everyone, the earth will shake. Hey, hey, people, most people will say, uh, they'll go under the rock, say, please follow me, follow me. By which time, those of us who are first fruits, we have gone to God, and then when he's returning, we will come back with him, with white, on white horses. <laughs> I'll take my time and go further. At least, if you didn't get anything, remember Christ is coming back. And then his first coming is going to come like a thief to come and take the virgins. His first, the virgins who have not defiled themselves with women. That's pleasure, okay? It stands for pleasure. It's not about gender. Pleasure and just having fun and enjoying life. Those who have not defied themselves, but they have kept their eyes on God's way. Listen, please, don't get this wrong. I did not say there's something wrong with enjoying life. I did not say there's something wrong with having attending a party. What's wrong with having a party? That's, that's very important. I didn't say. So some people have this virtue of Christianity. That is, you have to, you have to, you have to wear sackcloth. You have to look like you, you are struggling. And it's like, how can a Christian drive a nice car? How can a, a Christian must drive a car which is difficult to pass the MOT? And yeah, I didn't say that. You can have the car and the car doesn't have you. Yes. You can have the money and the money does not have you. That's what I'm talking about. But focus on Christ. Bible says, I'll show you when we go next week, or next week. You cannot serve God and Mormon. That's when he says, oh, stop. So the end times, is the, the defining factor is going to be money. It's going to be the things you love. The second thing, the things you love and you are very attached to. And then, and, and then the third thing is the um, worldly pleasure. You are not watching, you, you can't be bothered. You can't work out God's work. God's work you do when you can. Your work is more important than God's work. Oh, God. God, if you can't do his work, it's okay. I didn't kill Jesus. <laughs> wow. How many of us here? How many of us here? wants to be part of the first fruits. I certainly want. But guess what? You can't be part of the first fruits if you are even not, if, you are, if the seed hasn't entered you and you are not yet a fruit. It starts with the seed of God entering you. It starts with the life of Christ coming into you. It starts with you becoming what we call born again, so you don't die in your sins. Yes. Why would you risk dying in your sins? You can't pay for your sins. It's too much. To pay for your sins means you have to die for your sins. 
But if you die for your sins, that means you are dying in your sins. Somebody died for your sins. So you don't have to die in your sins. It's called Christ. It's not about church attendance. It's not about my mother used to go to church. I mean, I was baptized when I was a boy. I don't know. It's not about how good works you do. It's about if Christ has taken over your life, you have given your life to Jesus. If you have opened your heart and said, Lord, I surrender. That's, it's so, listen, it's, it's so simple and yet defining. It's a defining moment in your life where you stand at the junction of saying, Lord, I am in. I don't care what anybody thinks. It's up to them. I surrender my life to you. I hand over my life to you. And after you hand over your life to him, that means you cannot go to hell. You are a candidate of heaven. Then you can also join the second batch, the second team, who will be the first fruits. But all this must start with Jesus first being in your heart. Say it after me. Mean it from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. But I believe that you died on the cross to save me from my sins. From today, I repent of my sins. And I ask you to forgive me. Wash me with your blood. I make a commitment that I will serve you. I will walk with you. I will obey you. And I will prepare myself for your coming. Help me, Holy Spirit, to walk with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for these precious ones. They heard your voice and they came forward. There are others who might have heard, but they are not ready for you. But these ones are ready for you. I commit them into your hands. Strengthen them. Protect them. The grace you gave some of us to overcome, give them that grace to overcome. Any addiction in any of them, in their lives, we pray the power of addiction is broken. We pray that, Lord, let your grace increase upon them. Help them to be strong pillars in your house. Help them to, help them to serve you more as we team up to prepare for your coming. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Charis Ministries. Stay blessed.